0: and Welcome to Dwell, a Cersei Institute podcast for homeschool moms by homeschool moms. I'm your co-host Renee Mathis along with my other co-host Karen Kern and our special guest today is Kobe LeBlanc. Good afternoon everyone. Hi, nice to see you both. good to see you. you. We're so excited about having Kobe here with us today. And I'm especially excited because I get to brag on her. Kobe was in my very first guinea pig class, uh, (laughs) my apprenticeship with Cersei. So she is part of the inaugural graduating class of the Gulf Coast apprenticeship. She stuck stuck with me for three years. (laughs) I'm so (laughs) glad she did because she is a wonderful friend and a great homeschool mom and just an all-around great person. And, And not only did we snag Kobe in the apprenticeship but along the way somehow Cersei was able to get a hold of her husband Brandon who also now works for Cersei so yeah. and they, then they moved away yeah but they're, they're back moved. in Texas and I'm a yeah. fellow native Texan and I get that you've got to come home to Texas <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but um Kobe is going to talk to us today about her library we're going to be talking about books bookshelves organizing our books how to make it work for us how to make it look beautiful and um I'm sitting here looking at, at Kobe on Zoom and she's sitting in front of this beautifully arranged bookshelf. But um, Kobe, your life has not been quite so beautifully arranged the last few months. You've had a lot of ups and downs that maybe are, are not as nice and neat and tidy as you would have liked. And would you mind giving our listeners a little, uh, little update on you and your story and where you are right now? Sure,
2: yeah. Um, so I don't know if all of you know, I had a, a seizure on uh, June 11th. Um, And they found a tumor in my brain. Um, So on June 23rd, I had brain surgery and they removed about 95% of that large, like it was the size of my fist, uh, tumor. Um, And so we are working on insurance and we're about to start radiation. I'm getting an MRI on Friday to determine if the tumor is growing. And if the tumor is growing, we'll get radiation immediately. And if not, we'll wait till... So insurance kicks in probably in January, but we'll do race and radiation and then we'll do the chemo pill. And um, apparently the chemo that I'm taking is so mild that um, I think normal chemo patients would laugh at it because <laughs> it's just a chemo pill. So um, it's, it's mainly just to back up the radiation. But um, unfortunately, the beginning of August, I um, got shingles because it, I had been on steroids for so long and my immune system was pretty low. And so since around the 23rd of August, I've been experiencing a lot of pain, a lot of nerve pain from shingles. And so, um, so I haven't been writing any little ditties because I haven't, I mean, if I'm awake, I'm, I'm sleepy and not feeling well. And if the rest of the time I'm sleeping, so I am sleeping. I am, I have, Um. I'm on some good, medicine that helps me sleep but the daytime is i'm in either some mild pain or some pretty rough pain but um so that's been my my life since the beginning of or the end of August i would say so
0: uh-huh. I also want to, I, we can't not ask this too. I mean, you're a homeschool mom and you still have two teenage girls. They're both in high school, right? You have, Correct. your son has graduated and he's he's left the nest, but you still have two girls at home. Correct. What's the short answer? Maybe we need to do another podcast on this. Homeschooling in a, in a crisis, basically. How, how is that working?
2: Yeah, you know, thankfully my kids are older and I only have two. So it's God's timing is is always good. And I had planned it back in June before my seizure that this year would be different that we were going to listen to a lot of our, um, reading, like read, like, and they, the girls were excited cause they were going to knit their Christmas presents while they listened <laughs> to, to, our reading. So we had already planned on, on doing a lot of audio books. Um, we have, I mean, and so th- they're still able to do that. And, um, one of my my 15 year old was finishing up her geometry because she had gotten behind with the move back to Texas and so my 16 year old was able to check her answers for me so I she's she's gone through the the class she knows how to do it and so she could help her sh- if she needed to so so yeah uh, there the good thing is they're also taking two classes at a local um, school so Saint Constantine had taken either science or math depending on it so um there are some things that I so Brandon was reading aloud a book last night that I was w- really looking forward to reading to my girls. <laughs> so that makes me sad that I couldn't read aloud because unfortunately, um, from the surgery, I have lost some vision in my left eye. Um, and they're really not going to worry about corrective lenses or anything like that until I'm all finished with, um, with all my treatments. Cause just to see how it affects it. But, um, I have, my left eye is very blurry, so it hard, it's hard to read. And so Brandon read aloud what I wanted to read aloud, which was sad for me because I wanted to do it, but. but it... Which, book, which book is he reading? Um, so it's it's the it's a it's a short poem. Well, it's not a short poem. It's a short book, um, but it's it's the Ballad of the White Horse by by King Alfred. Is one of my favorites and I was we are studying medievals this year and it's technically not part of the curriculum but I couldn't help myself I had to add it and so um King Alfred's, the, his saint day is um I'm, is October 26th and so we were going to read Vow of the White horse and then have you know bacon and pancakes to celebrate him because of the burning of the cakes so That's um story yeah so so Brandon read that last night so. Yeah, it's it's good that I have teenage daughters who can help each other out and drive themselves to a school to take a few classes. So,
3: and they're pretty proficient in the
2: kitchen. They yeah. are, and they and and they can use a broom and a vacuum. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, they're not, you know, maybe as I, 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 my friends who know me really well tease me because I have a very high standard of clean, and so um, they may not be, you know, as proficient but they're young and they've got lots of time to become proficient. So um they know how to use a, a room and a vacuum cleaner and they keep the they help keep the kitchen clean and Kenga does all the grocery shopping. So um wow. yeah. So it's it's pretty good to have older kids if you if you're going to be lying in bed. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, tell us about um, how your, your bookshelves and your library came about. I know y'all have only been in your house about a year and a half, so you got to design this kind of from the ground up. And yeah. what went in? What decisions went into that? So,
2: I mean, basically, I just told my brother, um, "I need a library." Oh, and could you also paint the shelves like a this? Dark blue. <laughs> so um, I did. So they're they're normal, just you know, built-in shelves. They're all very much the same size. So that, that there's no variation in, in you know shelf um, height or width. They're all exactly the same. But it is like this. Uh, gosh, I don't even know how to describe the blue. It's it's almost a midnight navy. I don't know. It's just beautiful. I love it. And then the features in it, like um, there's like gold, gold colored lighting. So it it's just, it's just stunningly beautiful. So um, it's almost wall to wall bookshelves. There's even bookshelves above the doors as you come in. So there's my collection of Zane Gray that I inherited from my mother. That's going to be someday bequeathed to my son. It fits perfectly above the, the doors, um, there's a shelf right above the doors coming in. Um, so I've got have these beautiful gold features which match perfectly to this dark, dark blue shelves and dark blue walls. There's one wall that's mostly a window, but the rest of it's colored exactly the same as the shelves. <laughs> so the back of the doors are colored the same as the shelves. It's just it's just beautiful. So how I organize my books, um, well, I have sections that are um, collect collections of books. So I have like a collection of, of my old book house and, these child, and the children's hour. And so I've got those in, in one little section. I also have a collection of like the anti-Nicene church fathers and, and the post-Nicene church fathers. That, that's one section. But when it comes to most of the books, they are organized Chronologically by publication date, which is not normal. Uh, most people find it very odd. So I have um, novels, I have nonfiction mixed with fiction. It's all it's all there together. So my oldest thing, the first thing on my shelf, is um, Middle Eastern ancient fairy tales, um, because that's the oldest stuff there is. Um, I mean, in Egyptian Egyptian um, folklore. The next thing I have on my shelf is my precious Iliad and Odyssey, and my kids laugh at me because I have multiple copies of the Odyssey, multiple translations. I have Lattimore, which is my favorite, in multiple books (laughs) (laughs) because it's just one of my favorite books ever. So, um, so yeah. So it goes from from Egyptian folklore to Greek. So I've got so I've got Homer first, and then of, and then the next I have Hesiod, and then after Hesiod I have Aeschylus, and then after Aeschylus I have Sophocles, right? So it's all done chronologically. After that, I mean, it, it, it just goes, it goes to and then it goes to Plato and Socrates, and then actually before Plato there's Herodotus. <laughs> I'm looking at my shells now to make sure I'm telling you the truth. Yeah, so, I've, I've, and, then it, and then it goes to Roman times, right? So then I have the Aeneid after Plato, and then I've got Horus, and and I have Plutarch, and it's all based on chronolo- chronology. I got that system from Wes Callahan, who makes the joke that he organizes his books like a Christian. <laughs> and what he means by that is that all ideas are, they have to be informed by the ideas that came before them. Right. So um, because I we we, when we were living in Mooresville, North Carolina, we called him because we're trying to figure out where do we put. um, There's this collection of history that's based on it's based on the decline of Rome. And so immediately I want to put it with all my Roman stuff. Right. But we but Brandon called Wes and he said, oh, no, no, no. He was he was totally influenced by the Enlightenment. You, you cannot put him with Roman stuff. You have to put him after the Enlightenment because all of his writing about the decline the and fall of Rome is it's informed by his Enlightenment thinking. Like, okay. So so that dec- the, the decline and fall of Rome is not with Roman stuff. It's, it's post. It's in the 1800s when he actually wrote it. So um, at first it's hard to find things on my shelves because until you... Learn it, you know. It's it's not it's not separated by genre or or alphabetized at all. It's all based on publication order. So it it in one way you you learn when things happen, right? Wes Wes, Wes Callahan makes a joke that he as he runs his fingers along the the spines of his book, he's running his hands through time,
3: right? That's it's beautiful. Really great image of a timeline. You know, like most yes. of timelines. I look at
2: my shelves and I go, okay, so I know because I've studied it, so that I know that Jane Austen was born in December of 1775, which is exactly 200 years before I was born, right? So I look at that and I think, okay, so Dickens comes after Jane Austen, right after Bronte, but before Lincoln, before the Scarlet Letter. But after Ivanhoe, like I can, I look at my shelves and I can tell you when people lived and how things are, you know, ideas are formed. I can tell you that Tolstoy and Dostoevsky wrote, they overlapped, right? So I have my Russian doll, my Russian nesting doll right behind my Tolstoy. So that's another thing too, um, there, because I have collections of books, they're for aesthetic purposes. They're kind of mixed in a little bit um, because beauty is more important to me than complete order. <laughs> to me, beauty is order, right? Or ordered is beauty, right? Um, but, but you're
0: willing to, what I hear you saying is you're willing to give up a little bit of the chronology because I'm looking, you have some beautiful collections. So you keep the collections yeah. together when they have the same spine, the same color.
3: Yes. I cannot. Yeah, a is is gonna that, win. Are, those, are those poetry books right behind you I so right behind them. me and and
2: and I intentionally put this behind me so that when I was on zoom calls this is what you would see right so I have a collection directly behind me of um it's, it's called every every man's pocket poetry yeah and I and I just collect them every time I go to a bookstore I I, I go straight there and the funny thing is is that my daughters each have started their own collection. So if mm-hmm. I don't get there, they will beeline it. will go to a bookstore and they will beeline it to the poetry section and they'll and they'll beat me to it. I'm like, I y'all, I can't and they're like, I've created little monsters, but, like, but like, I can't help it. <laughs> they they have their own collection. So yes, I have it's all every man's pocket. Poetry. I think, I
3: think David has some at Goldberry.
2: Yes, I have bought some at Goldberry. Um, I buy them anywhere I go, everywhere I go. And
3: then that blue stack. Yes. So, so the blue stack is Yale Shakespeare. We have that too. Yeah.
2: The, this little yellow was actually my grandfather's. It's the world's famous. No, actually that's not true. This was given to me by a church, by a friend from church back in Gerald, Texas. And it's the world's famous orations and it's a collection. The red to the right of the blue is, was my grandfather's and it's, it's a 10 volume set of mystery stories um that was belonged to my grandfather. Um, these I got at an antique mall. I forgot what they are. they're more great speakers or whatever so um directly yeah. behind me, which you can't see is my Folger Shakespeare so Shakespeare has its own special place
0: <laughs> so. Artists. i love kobe that you you are patient about acquiring pieces that you like um Uh, you're kind of dogged about hunting them down at the same time i am i am and and (laughs) what what i hear you say is that now your daughters have picked up on that and you're passing along your love to them and they're starting their own collection so what what mother would love to hear that so So my
2: 15 year old when she was i guess when she was 13. She said, Mom, I, before I leave my this home, I want to have uh, at least 100 books to herself. Like she's got books in her. If you go in our house, there's shelves everywhere. Like Brandon has an office that has shelves and each of the kids have shelves in their rooms. And of course, I've got more like homeschooling shelves and children's literature upstairs. Um, so Dovey's goal was 100 books, but that was several years ago. And now she's got over two hundred books, and she still has a couple of years left before she leaves my home. So, yes, I've created little little monsters, <laughs> little mini me's all around. <laughs> so, are they as particular in their ordering? Oh yes, yes, yes. And I actually kind of while the girls were gone for they were in North Carolina for almost for over a week, and then they went to the beach with their grandparents over a week, and it was really dusty in their rooms. And we had some friends coming to stay, so I, I dusted doves bookshelves. And I, I rearranged one little thing that I thought ought to be rearranged and put in a certain order. And she came home and she was furious that I had changed her order. And how dare I, (laughs) she's like, how would you feel? And I was like, okay, you're right. You're right. (laughs) So, uh, Yes. What about
3: Brandon? Is he, is he particular too? Um, in, in a way. So if you
2: look at the, if you, like, if you were to face him, the very front of his, um, desk, he's got a collection of every book that you read in the apprenticeship with these bookends of, of Homer. And so, and they're in order that you would read them. So, and then the rest of his books, I cannot tell you if there's any order at all. That Like, you know, <laughs> one time he said, how, how, why do you get the pretty office? Like background, like Cause he does more, you know, work where there, you would need to see the back of him. I was like, because I made this beautiful. So it's like the reason our library looks good is because I did it. So, no, you don't get to have it. <laughs> Very selfish. So piece. I'm,
0: I'm going to put in a quick plug for our Facebook group. Um, those of y'all who are on Facebook, um, we have a, a dwell Facebook group. Please ask to be added. And we're happy to do that. Um, and we're going to put up some pictures of Kobe's library. So huh. you can see exactly what we're talking about, because. I'm a visual person and it helps me to see what someone else has done, not so that I can copy it exactly, but just to, you know, see some general principles that go into making a pretty bookshelf. So some other things I'm noticing, Kobe, and again, this is just this one little area behind you, but some books are stacked, what we'd say the normal way, some are put on their sides and they're stacked that way. So you've got visual interest going that way. You've got some pretty objects on your book. So not every single space is filled with books. No.
2: I also have plants, which some of them have died. So maybe some of the pictures will show that. So yes, if if you here, I'll let you know, well, you can see. Probably not. But there's oh,
3: so beautiful.
2: There's plants in there because because they make the space more beautiful there's objects that are that i found at antique stores there's photographs there's all kinds of random things if you look closely i have a stack of agatha christie books and on top of that is this amazingly beautiful gigantic knife cuz it just felt but it's it sheathed right it was a knife it was like this blue handled knife that my mom bought for brandon Years ago, and it just feels right to put this dagger on top of Agatha Christie. <laughs> <laughs> you got to have a little fun, right? <laughs> <So> <laughs> and I have a stack of like books of photography, so I have an old camera sitting on top of that. And
3: what do you, what do you do with books like um, for your particularly for children mm-hmm. or students in things like? Science, like nature books, trees, biographies for children. Like I'm thinking books about George Washington. Are those also done by publication day?
2: Most most of my children's books, not all of them, but see, order. Most of my children's books are upstairs. And those like the fiction ones are done alphabetically Mm -hmm. because it's easier for the kids to find them that way. Um, But there's also more children's I guess nature stuff that's also upstairs and it's just done by I do order those right um like physics versus chemistry or or together but on the bookshelf that's that's I'm looking at so not directly behind me but I'm looking at I have a lot of nature stuff and so that is organized by so there's botany and then there's zoology right but even the zoology is well, it's organized based on creation. So, um, so the insects are someplace like the, the creeping crawly places, Mm -hmm. crawling creatures come in one section and the, the birds are in one section and the fish are in another section. Um, the trees come before that, you know, so even that's organized (laughs) by my special order. No, no, I know I'm a crazy person, but, um, I have a, a bird's nest that we found, um, at our co-op in North Carolina. So that sits on top of, of a, a collection of bird books that Brandon gave me. When we moved to North, North Carolina, they're all about Eastern eastern birds. So I've got that Eastern bird nest sitting on top of those Eastern bird books.
0: Yeah. Kobe, do you have some advice for, for homeschool moms who maybe don't have a large place to store books? Have you ever had to work within some real tight space limitations? Yes. And how did you creatively work with that?
2: Um so it, it 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 depends are you are you trying to find something uh, like a space where it's your kids have full access to because I don't have any I have I don't have any small children anymore and so my my library we keep the door shut when my um when when my niece comes over because she's really short (laughs) and she likes to pull the books off the shelf and then reorder them and like push them way back because she thinks that looks better so um we don't let her come in my library (laughs) but when my children were small you know um I did teach them how to reshelve you know depending on their age I taught them how to reshelve according to you know wherever they got the book out of they had to put the book back in right? When they were a certain age, when they were really little, it didn't matter, right? As long as the, as long as you put the books back on the shelf, that was, that was the goal, right? Just put the books when they're little, just the books go on the shelf, not scattered on the floor. And so order wasn't, that was order, right? As they age, I would teach them
0: alphabetical order, you know. um, What room for shelves, like, when you don't have much room and you have more books than you have shelf space.
2: So you have to double shelf. <laughs> so when you it's have. not illegal. The book police won't come and get you. No, you they will not. As long as you remember that you still have stuff back there. <laughs> because I have forgotten. I have double shelved and forgotten what I had. So yeah. you just have to remember. <laughs> or maybe how it's stacked to where you can still kind of see them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So um, yeah. I, we have built bookshelves out of pine and like, you know, like the really cheap pine from Lowe's and, and we've built, and I, got, I went online and found stuff and found some piping. So we built, we built bookshelves that kind of doubled also. We, um, and then also you just kind of, um, make space everywhere, right? Anytime, any, anywhere there's an open space can be a bookshelf. So, um, you know we had books sh- I, apothe- I had an apothe had apothecary in my dining room in North Carolina and it's supposed to hold dishes and it it kind of held dishes but it held books more than <laughs> you know? anything so, can hold books. Anything can hold-, <laughs> can hold books and you can double shell and you can you can have baskets. You know, when my kids were little we just had baskets of books in, in every room. And as long as the books went back in the basket, there's your order.
3: Yeah, that's what I have right now for the grandchildren, most of the grandchildren's books, because I want them to be at their fingertips. I don't want them to go upstairs or. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. Yeah. We, um, we always had that where they could, they could access them, but they, but they went back in their place. Right. So that they were. um, You write in your books. So <clears throat> I do write, but I pencil. I um, Brandon is a is a hardcore um, highlighter. Um, I I tried one time in the apprenticeship. Renee made me, and I put blue in my Homer and it and it just made me cry. So colors to me um, are distracting. Pen is distracting. Pencil I like because if I need to erase it just a little bit because I didn't say it just right, <laughs> so I do highlight so in a sense with pencil, um, and I have my own my own system. Like this this symbol means this, and this symbol symbol means that. And then there are certain words that I have um, gravitated to over the years. And so anytime, and it has its own mark. So anytime the word nature is is written, I it looks like a hashtag. It's a hashtag in the margin. And that means, so you can look at all of my books and say and see where it talks about nature because I've marked it with a hashtag, right? Mm-hmm. If it talks about purpose, um, it's a, like, a, like a bullet point. So if you look at all my books, they're not colored like Brandon's books, but you can tell that this book says purpose this many times. Cause there's that, that dot or whatever, but I have other, other notations and marks too, but certain words that mean something to me have their own mark. So I do write in my books, but write with pencil and Brandon is not allowed to write in my books. So sometimes we have actually multiple books sometimes, because if I get it first, it's technically mine. And isn't that terrible? <laughs> so he's not allowed to write in my books because he'll mark it with color. So <laughs> He may read my books, but he can't work it.
3: <laughs> I wish I had that rule. I just bought a book recently and I haven't even got to read it yet because Andrew's, you know, been reading it. He has sticky, those little sticky tags all in it and yes. it's all highlighted with all the colors. Now that when I do actually get to read it, all I have to do is like, if I really just want to know what it's about, just read his yellows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I, I need to be stricter about that yeah yeah (laughs) so what do you do what do you keep track of books you loan people yeah you know I don't keep
2: it's starting to kind of bite me bite me back because I haven't kept great track I mean my memory but um but I need to come up with a better system because I just loaned out several books to a friend from church. And now I'm trying to remember which ones I did. And I look at my shelves like, that's that book is missing. Where is it? And I started to have a panic attack. And then I found it on my shelf. It was, I was looking at the wrong shelf. So <laughs> I think my, my, uh, my, my, my brain surgery brain is not operating on all full cylinders. And so <laughs> I think I've lost something and I haven't. So um right now it's just, it's just memory. I remember that I've loaned some books to a friend at church so but I need a
0: better system um I tried snapping a picture of the books but then I've got to remember where to put the picture but yeah because I loaned a stack of books to someone not too long ago and yeah oh yeah I need to get those back (laughs) but now I know which ones to ask for because I've got the picture that's
2: a great idea yeah I should have done that (laughs) so because I loaned them many books it was it was a couple who were Anyway, that's a couple who, um, you know, they're new to reading. And so I was like, here, you got to try this one. Oh, and this one. And <laughs> oh, and this one too.
3: So. With our enthusiasm, right? We're, we're saying, oh, we read this. And we're, we're so happy to share our books. Because yeah, I was a little over the top. So. <laughs> and then forget, and then I have to go buy another copy of that book because I don't know who I have it to.
2: Yes, I have, I have uh, given copies away and then... Replace them, which is not a bad thing, right? So, um, my
0: husband says, I'm a book missionary. I said, I I could take that title, I like that. Yeah, I would just sale and and he said don't you already have a copy of that book it was peace like a river by leaf anger yes i I
2: have three copies of
0: that one i can can give this away to somebody and and i went to lunch with a fairly new friend and i said do you like to read and she said you know sometimes i said here's a book for you i think you're Uh gonna like this and and if you don't give it back to me and if you love it pass it on so yeah so
2: brain and i are about to start a book club in our home um because i miss kindred
3: Mm -hmm. and and i'm
2: and it, but this one is going to be uh, a co-ed, right? So we invited people from our church um, and our girls are going to babysit in the evening. Um, so we wanted to be able to offer free babysitting. So there's no hindrances um, for them to come. And so we've invited lots of people. I'm not sure how many people are going to show up. We're going to start October. Well, what's your first book? So our first book is Wendell Berry, of course. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he has his own section on my shelf. Um, oh, <laughs> and, and so like a, a few, a couple of Christmases ago, there's a, a um a, it's not a, it's not a really painting, I guess it kind of is, but it's by Amelia Post, and it's and it's the Wild Things by Wendell Berry, which and so the poem. So uh, Dovey gave me that for Christmas. So that's framed and on my shelf in the midst of my Wendell Berry books. Um, But to answer your question, we are going to read Andy Catlett's Early Travels first. Because, I mean, I honestly think the best way to enter Wendell Berry is through his short stories. But Mm -hmm. it's hard to have a book club discussion on a book of short stories. So... um, First one, with
3: all the people.
2: Yeah. So I think if you're going to start with a novel to enter the world of Port William... Andy Catlett's early travels is the best way to do it because um, the vast majority of the stories are told by Andy Catlett, who is, I'm convinced, Wendell Berry himself. Yeah. Andy Catlett is the rememberer of of Port William. And so I just thought it was a because Andy Catlett's the story of the early travels, he's he's kind of born in this time where he's his two different sets of grandparents. You know, one of them is he still, he, he doesn't have electricity. He still has a horse-drawn carriage. The other one lives in town and he has a, you know, a vehicle, right? So Andy Catlett is born at this cusp where he, he experiences the old world, you know, prior to World War um, One and Two, kind of. Um, mm-hmm. He experiences the old world and the new world at the same time. And so he lives this very special time that he can kind of get a grasp of the time before, the time in Port Port William before industrialization, right? And the world that he lives in the rest of his life, right? So I, anyway, so I think Andy Catlett, Early Travels, if you're gonna start with a novel is the best way to enter Port William. So that's why we're doing
3: that one. Yeah, I love like that. That's so great. I hope that lots of people come and yeah. stick and can you keep
2: doing it. Uh, the next book we read will be "Peace Like a River," so that that is November.
3: that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we should be. Yeah, Renee is happy.
2: <laughs> I I have three copies of that book, and I lend I lent one out to that couple. <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, it is, and we also chose are trying to choose books that you can listen to on audio. If you, mm-hmm. um, we have a. A visually impaired lady in our church that I don't know. So we wanted to make it as easy as possible to come. So right now I'm I'm just listening to audiobooks. I can't. It's hard for me to read. Um. So uh, with my eyes. So I'm reading
3: with my so, ears. So um, we need to go here in a minute. We're over sorry. Everything. But what are you reading right now? Or listening to? Um. So my,
2: uh, what's the name of that book? Oh, I have to look at my thing. Um. So a friend from church wanted me to listen to it. Oh, what's it called? Something Way to the West. It's called Way to the West. Um, I need to find my phone to find it. I have to find it. I have to update you. But it's, it's it's an autobiography, which is not typically my favorite genre. I don't always want to... I really don't want to know the dirt on people <laughs> at all. So I don't actually like autobiographies that much, but this one is, uh, or biographies. This one is not, it, it's, it's more, she's telling the story of herself. Her name is Beryl something. And she um, is. Oh yeah. the pilot. Is she a pilot? Yes. She's a pilot. So she grew up in, in, in um, I guess East Africa, which is now today Kenya. um, And so she, she, it, it's her life. It's her story. And I'm, about halfway through the book, I'm gonna find it.
0: Thank you. Markham, it's called West with the Night. Oh, see, I'm way off. But <laughs> I got West. <laughs> West with the
3: Night, like N I G H
0: T. Yeah, N I G H T. West with the Night by Daryl B E R Y L Markham M A R K H A M.
2: So it's it's really good for autobi for autobiographies. It's really good. It's a pretty compelling story. Her childhood, her life is a very interesting life. So, and I'm only halfway through. So, I I do recommend it, but I've not finished it. So, um, oh, before that, well when I w- when I first finished my surgery, I was I li- I, when I was lying in bed the whole time, I listened to War and Peace cuz you know, I had time, right? I had time. It was amazing. I mean, Anna Karenina might be my favorite book. I can't decide. It's hard to have a favorite. But War and Peace was amazing and worth the time. It's even if you if it takes you a very long time to listen to it or read it because it's so very long, it is so very worth it. <laughs> so I loved I loved every bit of it. I just finished for the second time um the brothers Karamazov because why not? You know, I'm just, I'm um,
3: reading that now. I'm yeah over halfway. I just read a chapter at a time. It is it is so good.
2: It is yeah. uh, it's one of those books where maybe if you read it just a little bit at a time and put it down and contemplate on what he just said and then pick it back up, you know, the next day and contemplate a little bit more. It, there, it's a second read. You get so much more, right? I tell every, I tell my people, you, you your first read of a book is for plot. What's going to happen next. Right. And then the second read is where the good stuff is. It's where you really, you know, mind the jewels. Um, but Anyway,
3: so. well, it's been so good to have you on and to see your face uh-huh. and your smile and it, and your sense of humor, uh-huh. and um, we're so grateful. And we look forward to being able to post some photos on the Dwell Facebook page. Yes. Thanks for the the me. library. And um, we'll be praying for you. Thank so you. So, so keep us posted. I will. And, um, love you. And thanks to Renee. Oh, well, thank you so much. So thank it's you. so fun to see
2: y'all. Yeah. So. well, thank you. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Here's to home.
0: Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter.